Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. We were served lemons and we made this wonderful podcast. And on the turntable this week, we've got Lemonade by Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce is on track by track. And she's here with us today. Hey, guys. Oh, no, that sounds like... <laughs> Britney Spears. No, she's not. If only she was here. But of course, she's got better things to do than be chatting to the likes of us on our Tin Pop production. We should make that. We should, At the end, it should say a Tin Pop production, like a potato for whatever programmes they make. So Beyonce is here on Track by Track. Uh, at last, I think some people might say, because it, she does feel like, we say this very often, don't we, a long overdue appearance for her on Track by Track. Very, very long overdue. We've been going, what, nearly three years now. But, you know, we can't, we're only doing one episode a week. We can't, and we do Pet Shop Boys every other week, so we can't <laughs> do everyone. Um, but I'm so pleased we're talking about her this week. And Will, I'm so pleased we're talking about this album. It's... It, maybe it's a controversial choice because it's her most recent album. So it's not one of the sort of Beyonce classics like, you know, Dangerous, dang, I can't talk, Dangerously in Love or B-Day. Um, <laughs> that is the name of an album. I know. B-Day. <laughs> um, I just had this picture of you squatting over a B-Day <laughs> trying to aim the, aim the flow in. Well, you anyway. did get a picture of me squatting over a B-Day, didn't you? Last time I was at yours. Yes, but not by very legitimate means. <laughs> uh, using um, that hidden camera that we put in to, to catch our cleaning lady stealing our toilet rolls, but uh, it did pick up something else quite different. <laughs> Although I was relieved when you got off the sink and then realised that the B-Day was much lower down. Well, I was washing my face in the B-Day at first, on my hands and knees. I've, I've never used one before. Very confusing. <laughs> so, why are we talking about uh, Lemonade today? We are talking about Lemonade because it turns five this week. But I think very important to also note that when this album was first released, it was only available physically, of course, and... Physically? Through, physically, and through uh, Tidal. So it only went on to streaming services like Apple Music and Spotify two years ago. And this is where I hold my hands up and I say that because I am so frugal, I didn't listen to it until it went on to Apple Music, my streaming service of choice. And it's one of those moments, like we've said a lot on this podcast, like Scissor uh, Sisters Nightwork, like Words of Music by Saint Etienne, where once I've listened to the album through, I think... Why did it take me so long? Because I absolutely adore this. And this could have been in my life for a lot longer. I am a huge fan of this album, Will. And I'm so excited to talk about it this week. I'm so glad to hear that, Dan. On the converse side, the first time I listened to this album was this week. Wow. Uh, I just because I'm a big Beyonce fan previously. Uh, just one of those albums. And Lord knows you've said this often enough on this podcast. Mm. Uh, just passed me by this album. And I listened to it, and wow, such a powerful record. And I think we'll go on to talk about the album as a whole, but probably one of the best examples we've had ever on Track by Track as an album that exists as a piece, as a whole piece of work. Yeah, and you don't say that with malice, do you? Like, what a piece of work. Or do you? 
No, not 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 towards Beyonce or this album. Towards you, obviously, yes, always. Daily. Mm-hmm. But this album, absolutely not, because it was you know designed to be such. It was desire. It was also you know the accompanying uh, HBO uh, show, which was soundtracked by this album in its entirety. It was just a wonderful concept and just something you don't see very often. Yeah, the 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 accompanying film is stunning, and of course, yeah, it's it. The album plays throughout it, and the and the album sounds great, but the visuals just. I I actually think you could watch it on on mute and still just enjoy what is being shown to you there. It's it's stunning, um, and and so the two combined, this really, and again, like you said, probably more than arguably more than anything we've talked about on track by track. I think this was seen as a massive pop culture moment for Beyonce as an artist but also for Beyonce as a black woman and some of the themes that are discussed in this it's, it was written after Jay-Z's uh, cheating uh, so it was about kind of the healing of their relationship but it also talks about womanhood it talks about African culture it talks about marginalized communities and it, it talks so much to these things that this album uh, and the film were um, taught in universities as sort of as a massive reference point. Uh, so if you are looking for highly intellectual discussions about those kind of things, I'm afraid you've come to the wrong place because we will be making That's it. You've done smutty it. innuendo about some of the titles and uh, trying to describe what some of the songs sound like and what the instruments, uh, what noises they make. So as usual, Dan, you've shot your load in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be a bit more generous uh, with the cat fits. Uh, so, Lemonade, this is the sixth studio album by Beyonce, released back in April 2016. Uh, and uh, this was accompanied by a 65-minute film, also called Lemonade, uh, which aired on HBO. So, a multimedia experience. And not just multimedia, a multi-genre-spanning uh, album this is as well, because you just don't know what you're going to get next. I think that's one of the things I love about it, Will. The styles are so... The dramas and the styles are so different and they change so much, but it, it works as a... Even without... Even before I'd seen the film, it works as a cohesive sound. It just showcases what Beyonce can do. So this album was a huge success, if you want to say. Probably her most well-received album to date. Uh, I was uh, a big hit and also critically acclaimed. And obviously, we're going to come on to talk about all of that as well as some further listing, Dan, that will delight and surprise not just our listeners, but you yourself. Oh. That's all coming up on your Tuesday track by track. Bow, 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 bow. So, Will, are you ready to get stuck into this incredible, gargantuan, is that even a word? Project. Yes, let's get stuck in. It's side one, track one. This is Pray You Catch Me. Nothing else ever seems to hurt Like the smile on your face When it's only in my memory It don't hit me quite the same Maybe it's a cause for concern But I'm not at ease Keeping my head to the curb Pray to catch a whispering so pray you catch me there now will i have to say 
you know, I like the detail. I like to know who's on songwriting, who's on production. And throughout this album, we mentioned there are a lot of genres. And with each track and with each genre, there are a whole host of special guests, sometimes featured artists on the track, sometimes in the background, songwriting and producing. I'm going to tell you now, well, I'm not going to mention everyone's name today because we just simply haven't got time. But on this one, on writing and production, we have got James Blake, the legendary James Blake, who we haven't really, I don't think we've mentioned him on Track by Track before, but what an incredible talent. And I think you can really tell he's there, can't you? I think there's those electronic soundscapes. They just, if you had to, if it was a gun held to your head, you'd probably say that might be James Blake. And this is, I mean, it's a great soundscape, very moody, but I think it's a great prelude into this kind of visual album because it does feel like it's very much setting the scene and getting us in the right headspace. You might say uh, she's really setting her stall out. You might. Her lemonade stall. Oh. That's lovely. It makes worth saying it. (laughs) <laughs> for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> Should have the little N spelt backwards and five cents a cup or something like that. Oh, you grew up in America, didn't you? Uh, in my head. But yeah, some lovely piano and strings in this, in this track. And of course, Beyonce's got an amazing voice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes because this album is so interesting musically, musically... I think, you know, you have to just recognise that actually in with all this production, in with all these, you know, there are incredible, as well as the electronic soundscapes in this song, there's there's the stunning strings and the stunning piano. But actually, Beyonce's voice is incredible and it's kind of used as an instrument in this song as well. I think that it's it's layered, it's overproduced. What, what a voice, like, what a voice. And I think lyrically, it really does set the tone for some of what this album is about we mentioned before this came after jay-z's infidelity and the album starts with the line you can taste the dishonesty it's all over your breath and goes on to say pray to catch you whispering i pray you catch me listening i think she's she's from the off she's saying this is personal this is what happened and this is what this is what i'm going to be discussing on this on this album i guess this is this is her way of sort of processing and working through uh, her husband uh, being unfaithful. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. I, Me, I'd probably do a, uh, an episode of the podcast about it, but each to their own. Use your own art form. I mean, didn't you, when you found out your ex had been unfaithful, you uh, uh, burnt all of his clothes and then went uh, at his uh, unmentionables with a meat cleaver? Something like that. I actually put all his clothes in bin bags and half-closed suitcases and then threw them out the uh, upstairs window onto the street and then shouted at him uh, while he was on there picking up all his smalls as they were scrambled across the cobbles. Oh, Coronation Street style. I was no. trying to work out whether it was an EastEnders or Coronation Street reference. I mean, why why record a beautiful album when you could just uh, air your dirty laundry in the street? Yes, quite. You could have um, done it up the ginnel. Also, before we move on from this one, worth mentioning that as well as James Blake on this one, you've also got Kevin Garrett, who has worked with Rudimental. That is one that is on the long list, I think. It's been there for a long time. We need to talk about Rudimental's first album. So, time for track two now, Dan. Uh, This is Hold Up. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. 
step down They don't love you like I love you Can't you see there's no other man above you What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down, they don't love you like I love you It's such a shame You let this good love go to waste I always keep the top tier Five star, sexy loving in the car Like make that wood, like make that wood Holly like a boulevard So hold up there, Dan This is one of my favourite tracks on the album There's... At first, it sounds like such a simple song. And then when you really get a feel for everything that's going on in the track, you've got those plucky strings, uh, the classic air horn. Who doesn't love a good blast of an air horn? Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I thought you I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> I took you by surprise. Oh, blimey. It's not the first time I've been surprised by an air horn. Um, Let me tell you. And your own air horn as well. Wakes you up in the night sometimes. Hopefully it won't be the last. Um, But no, there's that. Also, the number of different contributors and samples and other things going on in the track is just phenomenal. Yeah. When you look, we were saying when the track was playing, when you look at the credited songwriters on this track, there are 15 names there. But... There are three songs that are sampled for this song, which takes that into account. Uh, So there's a sample of Can't Get Used to Losing You, performed by Andy Williams. Uh, The the chorus, of course, is an interpolation of Maps by Yeah Yeah Yes. Uh, Just want to put in there, Will, that It's Blitz by Yeah Yeah Yes has been on the long list forever. We need to talk about the album. Uh, And also Turn My Swag On by Soldier Boy. As well as that, you've got uh, writing and production from Diplo and Ezra from Vampire Weekend. Now, we've talked about uh, Rose Rossam from uh, Vampire Weekend on the Charlie XCX and Carly Rae Jepsen uh, episodes. And also, there is friend of the podcast, Emily K in there as well. Wow, what a brilliant thing for him to be part of. Uh, even though I know in the end it was only a quite a small bit, uh, but a small bit of Beyonce is a massive deal in the world of music. Absolutely, yeah. And um, it was interesting. Yeah, there are uh, articles where Emin has been asked about working on this track and this album. And he did say that the way, kind of from his point of view, the way that Beyonce works is just taking all these different ideas and then kind of putting putting them together. Um, because he actually wrote a full song to go with the instrumental. Uh, and like you said, she just took a few lines from that. But um, well, I love, like you said, it, it sounds so simple, but... There is so much going on with all those different samples, with all those different influences, with all those different icons working on this. That I think sometimes to make something sound simple takes a, a lot of effort. Well, also, I have to say, this, when the strings first start, it does sound a bit like Orinoco Flow by Enya. <laughs> you know, I saw a tweet of the day from someone saying that she should do the Sunday Legend slot at Glastonbury. And I have to say, well, I wouldn't go to that one. Oh, that's just, it's a staple, isn't it, though? You know, it's like one of the tent poles of the weekend. What, the, the Weekend the Singer? No, Glastonbury. Oh. I know you're not trying. I know you don't want to talk about it. It's, a, it's quite sore for you. Still very sore, actually. So this uh, was uh, did well in the charts, got to number 11 in the UK, got to number 13 in the US Billboard charts and did very well across the rest of the world. I'm not surprised because it is a quality piece of music. It is. Uh, And yes, this was the third single released from the album as well. 
there's also a lot of a kind of language and parlance used in this album that is very much in popular culture. And obviously thinking back to when this was released uh, back in 2016 uh, and thinking about where we are now in 2021, it's clearly an influence on pop culture um the reference to like this thing in this mm. song uh and there was something else which i just can't remember now that was in one it's in one of the other songs and i think people say that all the time now yeah uh and you know such is the 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 influence beyonce has there's a yeah there is a line coming up in a song that i won't spoil it yet and everyone's gonna know what it is but there is a line coming up later that is has just become uh, its own thing Track number three now. We've got the first special guest. What? Who uh, with us now? Uh, Miss Elaine Page. Oh. If I Hello, darling. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'd love to meet Elaine Page. I just mentioned she's so, such a lovey. Uh, track number three now with Jack White. This is Don't, uh, Don't Hurt Yourself. So that was Don't Hate Yourself and like you said, we're featuring and written with Jack White, that one. I love that this is so edgy and so rocky. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, I don't think we've heard this sound from Beyonce ever before. Do you know, I was thinking that. I think it was the most kind of guitar rock uh, she's leaned into uh, than I've ever known. Yeah. And But her voice sounds incredible. And we said at the start, you know, she has got an amazing voice. That's understatement of the century but it's so versatile on the earlier tracks and the more mellow tracks it worked here it's got edge and it's it's raw and it's raucous uh, and it's powerful and it just completely complements jack white's signature style his his vocal is kind of you know iconic and unique but also his guitar playing as well it, it all just works so well on this track would you agree as a critic said that it was one of the best rock songs of recent years. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, because what I love about Jack White is that he is, I think he's quite versatile anyway. I love uh, White Stripes. I love his solo work. I loved his Bond theme with Alicia Keys. Uh, and I think that showed her in new light uh, and a bit more of a, it wasn't as rock and roll as this, but certainly kind of pushed it to a slightly different sound. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's just a, a great collaboration of the greats who, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if these if these had never worked together before. That would come as no surprise. So it's wonderful to hear them doing this. And, do you know, I think Beyonce has been very good. She's very canny with her collaborators as well. I mean, it's not just her. It's the whole machine around her. But she has just worked with the best. Yeah. So before we move on from this one, Will, a couple more notes on uh, on songwriters. You have got winter gordon my autocorrect has changed it to winter garden here that really threw me off <laughs> a lovely winter garden oh uh, it's <laughs> lovely firs and pines and absolute heaven you know, winter friends rustling around like the animals of farthing wood 
Oh, no. don't mention that bloody, bloody weasel. <laughs> um, Winter Gordon, who we've talked about before on Track by Track, of course, but also it samples Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks. I don't think we've ever said Led Zeppelin on Track by Track, but I also don't think we'll be doing an album of theirs, certainly not anytime soon, with no offence yeah. to the gentleman. Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. There. Sounds really strange, doesn't it, when you say it a lot of times? It's like when you type a word out a lot and it just looks like it's spelt wrong. It normally is when it's you typing. <laughs> Not because I'm dyslexic, just because I'm bone idle and I can't bother to look it up or change it. You do like to use an old-style typewriter because you love to do a dramatic... Ding! And I like using Tipex. It's the smell of it, I think. You do know you can buy poppers online during lockdown. You don't have to resort to Tipex. What, to correct my spellings? <laughs> Typing, how's that going to work? No, there's rumour romorizers, actually. <laughs> I know I know you like your Yankees. Yeah, I do. Still got some what's Christmas your ones on the your, go. Oh, I was going to say, what are, you, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you setting light to at the moment? Christmas. Uh, yeah, um, well, that's actually the wax burner. That's a, a sort of Christmas candy smell. And then for the day-to-day, -day, uh, I've got a, cher a big jar of uh, the cherry. Oh, lovely. Mm. For me, you can't beat a lemon lavender. Oh, lovely. But a bit toilety for me, if I'm honest. Well, I mean, I would say those Christmas ones are a little bit uh, kind of like mulled wine, very saccharine sweet. Oh. Pretty much, really. I think you were critical just because I was critical about yours. but Yeah, absolutely. But I like to fight fire with fire. Yes. That's why you got thrown out of the fire brigade, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a very cheap joke, but it was it was funny nonetheless. A dad joke, but it got such a good response. I'll certainly keep that in the episode. <laughs> Track number four now, and it's a cover of the Justin Bieber hit. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you do a slut drop before, and I don't think I can never unsee it now either. I didn't know I could do it. I, I fell awkwardly, and it just, you know, I learned by accident that I'm a natural. Are your trousers all right, though? I bought them like this. Oh, what, that gaping hole in the back? That's not on the trousers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great name for a picture voice song. <laughs> or a podcast. <laughs> Dan, this is a great track. Another one of my favourites on the album. I think because it's got this really sparse but banging uh, electronic beat going through it as well. The bip 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 bip. Oh, you went down again. Yep. Bloody hell. I'm like, you know, with a cat, as soon as you put your hand on their back, their tail and their arm and their 
backside goes up in the air. As soon as you play a song like that or make that kind of noise, I have to drop. You did drop. Just be careful. I can just see those couple of floorboards there looking a little bit rickety. <laughs> well, I shouldn't be wearing stilettos on them, to be honest. <laughs> just don't want to end up in next door's basement. <laughs> but isn't it good, Dan? It's so good. And I love that it is, you know, we love electronic music or we love electronic influences in music. And this is an electro R&B anthem. And we were both saying while the song was playing, you know, this, if this was a whole album that sounded like this, we probably wouldn't enjoy the whole thing. Or if this was someone else making this music who wasn't as established or didn't have such a good team on the production and the writing, we probably wouldn't like it. But because this is Beyonce doing it, the quality is so good and it fits in this like this jigsaw puzzle of this album. It's a fantastic song. Like you said, the beat, the bass, the electro effects, wonderful. Also, in the continuing story that's running through this album, just the unapologetic, empowering nature of this song as well is just fantastic. And I think for me, that's what I when I love Beyonce, when she's strong, when she's fierce. Uh, Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Yeah, she does. Sounds like, sounds like a dancer from Strictly Come Dancing. On writing on this one, Will, you've got Winter again, and you've also got some brand new names to track by track. There is Milo X, who is half of Electric Punani. I don't think we've mentioned Electric Punani, or any Punani on track by track before, actually. Or Manual Punani. <laughs> uh, you've also got Hit Boy, who has worked with Kanye, Drake, and Lil Wayne. Oh, lots of new names today. Also, Hayes, who has worked with MIA, who I really like MIA. I think we should get her on the long list. Uh, and also worked on Will I Am and Britney's Scream and Shout. Ah, oh, I love that song. That's a great song, is it? I was going to say, Will I Am and Britney, bitch. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. <laughs> And will this, we mentioned before, an iconic line that came from this album that kind of became part of pop culture. This song ends with Beyonce talking about uh, Becky with a good hair. And she became quite well known, didn't she? She did. Rebecca Black. <laughs> My favourite use of that is that, and and also probably the most uh, unexpected, is that on Twitter, Kathy Burke changed her name to Berkey with the good hair. <laughs> Love Kathy Burke so much. So track five, though, Dan, and this is what you uh, whispered into the ear of the boy from the chip shop uh, in another failed attempt to lure him uh, away from the fish and chip shop and back to your place after another boozy night. Six inch. you up on your comment there uh, i was talking about which length battered sausage i want 
Oh, yes, because you do get the two sizes in most good fish and chip shops. Yes, and I usually do go for the larger one. And also, Dan, like John Lewis, you're never knowingly undersold. <laughs> so, the song. <laughs> so, this song is my favourite track on the album. And why is that, Will? It's just an, a heady, infectious bop. And that line that The weekend sings around six-inch heels, uh, just it just stays in your head for ages afterwards. I just think it's brilliant. Just the whole... the I think it's just brilliant having him on there with Beyonce and just the whole feel and structure of the song and the beat and the change and the move to the marching beat in it and the move back again uh, to something a little bit more grimy. It's just absolutely fantastic. And this is... I just I realised as well, this is uh, one of the lines in this song is uh, she works hard for the money, which again is something just gets used everywhere now. Yeah. Uh, she, and she does work hard for the money. Mm, yeah. I Yeah, I love this one as well. I love that as soon as this one starts, it just feels dramatic. And I think that is in part to uh, The weekend. Obviously, he's a featured artist, but also some of the other names on the track uh, are collaborators of him. So you've got Danny Boy Styles on there, who's done a lot with him, and also people like Nicki Minaj, uh, you've also got The Dream, who worked on Britney and Madonna's Me Against the Music and Rihanna's Umbrella and Hey, Bay's. Britney! <laughs> See, that just reminded me of when Jennifer Saunders and Don French did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Oh. Uh, and you've also got Belly on there as well. But yeah, the drama, I think it's a kind of a bit of a hallmark The weekend thing. And I think the kind of that production coupled with his vocal, which is quite unique as well, uh, it just works. But also Beyonce's vocal, again, just to talk about that, she goes so deep and so brooding on this. Um, it's almost, you know, it's on almost a completely different sound to what we've heard elsewhere on the album. And before we leave this one, just to talk uh, again, a few samples in this one. So it's got Isaac Hayes' uh, version of Walk On By, written by the legendary Burt Bacharach and Hal David, and also samples Animal Collective's My Girl. So moving on now, track six. And Dan, as you're getting a bit older now, this is something you go to, I know, every Tuesday evening, uh, online, but more recently, uh, just to help you getting a bit older. Daddy lessons. So, Daddy Lessons there. Will, I'm going to be honest, I almost said Daddy Issues. I wrote that on my notes for some reason, so I'm not really sure what that says about me, but probably well, conversations. Well, listeners, draw your own conclusions to that. For another time, I think. Uh, or do, if you know what it means, what's wrong with me, if you want to help me, do get in touch with us at UK. Or if you have any Daddy Issues yourself. Yes, we're happy to help. This will a completely new sound once again for the album. I think it's going back to a more uh, organic sound. Maybe we got hints of it with Jack White earlier, but it's so, you know, some, it's kind of a, a country and Western sound, isn't it, really? Mm. 
And I love it's it. A bit, I say. It's a I big country. It. It's a bit ragtime. It's very, yeah. But also, again, the content is very, it's, I mean, this whole album is a personal journey uh, about her husband cheating on her, but also now referencing her dad cheating on her mum. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of the um, the critics of the album, or not critics so much, but people talking about the album, people sort of referencing the album as uh, a learning point. It was to do with infidelity, not just her own relationship, but yeah, through her life and through her culture as well. On this one, Winter Love, she's here again. She's writing this one and she's joined uh, by Kevin Cossum, who previously worked with Mary J. Blige. Again, love Mary J. Blige. I can't believe we haven't talked about her yet. Uh, and also Kerry Hilson. Uh, and then the song was remixed uh, and performed with The Chicks, who continued to perform this one live. Uh, and I would absolutely love to hear this one live at Beyonce gig. Will, have you seen Beyonce live? No, I'd love to. I think she's one of those artists that you just, you need to see live at least once in your life. Um, and I know just from seeing and hearing people talk, she puts on one hell of a show. Definitely. I was lucky enough to be at her Glastonbury set back in 2011, I think it was. And we were we got a really good spot right at the front. Obviously, it was on the pyramid uh, stage, and it was phenomenal. It was just you know, it's seeing any band there is amazing. And before that, I'd seen um, I think like Arctic Monkeys there or Blur there or anything like that. But then just to see Beyonce, it's almost like it's not just an artist; it's this whole other being almost. It's you know, it's like she. I think she's almost got the like the Michael Jackson effect where beyond human in a way oh what a good way to put it she sort of transcends just normal yeah performances and artists yeah a lovely lassie to put it a bit more to pare it down a bit <laughs> track seven now and this one is love drought so that was love drought uh just i don't know why but it just really makes me feel like i'm on a on a Desert Island. Yeah, I can hear, I can, I can get that. Where it's very hot and there's a bit of water trickling away, but not too much, and you're absolutely gagging for some water. Oh right, sorry. You're very thirsty, Dan. You're quite a thirsty girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, the music of this one. I'd say arguably you know again Beyonce sounds great but arguably the music of this one is kind of what stands out because that kind of whirling it's almost hypnotic some of the swirls of synths in this one and then the kind of again trying to describe the sounds are bits that sparkle elsewhere it really is uh hypnotic but well I have to say I'm not sure on the title love drought for me kind of just conjures up images of dryness have you ever had a love drought? Uh, I think there was a spell, yeah. I think it lasted a whole, God, three, four, four, maybe five days. 
<laughs> you did like to get about a bit. <laughs> we all did. Not together. Oh, just, no, but back in the day. Absolute heaven. And actually, uh, this got to number 69 in the UK singles charts. <laughs> Very. I think that was a plot. I think that was a plan. I think people were buying it and just edging it up until it got to 69. Edging, edging with a 69. <laughs> and that is absolutely lovely. <laughs> and on this one, Will, a whole new bunch of names. You have got Mike Dean, who has worked with Tupac, Two Chains. Oh, and Two Shoes. Oh, sadly not, but there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> but he did work on the two uh, most recent albums from Madonna as well. And there's also Ingrid Burley. Ingrid, uh, her, Ingrid Lovey, her mum, uh, was close to Beyonce's parents. So real kind of proof of it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, unfortunately, Dan, I know you. And that's probably it, really. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Track number eight now, uh, Sandcastles. We built sandcastles that washed away I made you cry when I walked away oh, and although I promised then I couldn't so sandcastles there and what a great time to talk about fantastic album artwork. Called it. And I caught, yeah, so you said, Dan, I, this was going to be the track that I would talk about the artwork on. And you're right. Yes. As five always. stars. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. But iconic album artwork. I love the understated font used as part of this. And you've got a iconic image of uh, Beyonce, uh, braided hair, wearing a fur. Uh, I think she really owns that fur. Uh, she bought it from Dorothy Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a fantastic look. And she's saying a lot with a, in a very minimal pose as well, isn't she? She's got her head down, her arm up for strength, uh, bowed head, uh, obviously feeling quite emotional, I guess. Mm. And actually, well, uh, the braids that she's wearing there were people went to the hairdressers afterwards asking for lemonade braids they be- almost became like their own style such oh, is the impact and uh, what happened when you went to tony and guy and asked for lemonade braids uh they were unable to help sadly <laughs> they gave me a dr pepper perm <laughs> uh so yeah a fantastic cover for a fantastic album dan what do you think of this track the track this will if i was in charge of talking about the album artwork which i'm not this is the song i would have chose i just think i think it in the in the whole album as a piece of art it works but if i was going to listen to any album any song sorry on the album it wouldn't be this one and i actually think that as much as i i'm a big fan of a lot of beyonce's work i'm much more a fan of her more upbeat tracks than her ballads um and thinking about things like one plus one, I think was from the, was that from the album four? That didn't work out mathematically, does it? But anyway, um, was not a fan of that song at all, to be honest. So yeah, it's just a little bit too emotional, which is ironic. I, like... I love Destiny's Child cover of emotion. 
I like the analysis analogy of sandcastles being a thing that washes away. So whether it's like memories or hurt or pain, something that's a very solid structure but can very quickly just disappear. I think that's a great name, a great thing for this song. I'm not a fan of the, just the, the of the actual song, but I like the the meaning behind the name. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, as I'd say, actually, maybe as a poem. Uh, as a piece of writing, it works better. And interestingly, Malik Youssef, who worked on this one, uh, he is an actor and he's a poet. Uh, and he's also done a lot of work with Kanye West. And one of the other songwriters on this one, Vincent Berry II, um, he was, even at the time when the song was included on the album, he was homeless. Uh, I imagine now he's reaping the rewards. In a more solid town castle. Hmm. A house. Yes. So track number nine now, and you can just hear it playing as we're talking. This is Shorty, uh, Forward, featuring James Blake. And it's a very stripped back song, mainly just featuring James' voice and the piano. But I guess it's a good interlude into the kind of final stretch of the album, which is very much more looking ahead, focusing on the future, more positive. I think it's great. It's so interesting to have him it mainly be him singing on it. You can hear a bit of Beyonce in the background, but what an interesting choice. And then, yeah, those electronics at the end kind of just... Just when, just when you think it is just kind of part two of Sandcastles, it just gives it that extra bit of identity. So track number 10 now, then. This is such an anthem. I love this. This is featuring Kendrick Lamar, Freedom. Open our mind as we cast away oppression. Open the streets and watch our beliefs. And when they call my name inside the concrete, I pray it forever. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. So freedom there, and I have to say, I think this might be the most anthemic thing on this record. What an absolute! Just it's just a such a powerful track, isn't it? It's a it's a huge blast. It's br- absolutely brilliant. And for me, this is the album at its absolute peak. We've kind of moved through this kind of grief anger sadness process and now she's coming out on the other side and this is a statement of intent yeah absolutely and an anthem of power and i think that's whether she's taking back the power within her own relationship uh it also became synonymous last year with some of the uh, black lives matter protests and movements and and it actually kind of climbed up the charts again for that reason um but also the quote at the end from Jay-Z's grandma about, um, she says, I had my ups and downs. I was served lemons, but I made lemonade. It's just her. There's so much of Beyonce and so much of her life in this song, I think. And then musically, you've got the, that organ at the start, the drums coming in, it, building and building to that huge. The chorus is just almost like a chant. It's just a, a wonderful song. And and like right there as well, where the album title itself comes from. Yes. Which totally makes sense then in context. Completely. Uh, also, Kendrick Lamar on there, of course, an, an artist that, you know, I don't think we'll be talking about Kendrick Lamar. I'm on track by track, but his part on this song, absolutely wonderful. And just adds, adds to the story and adds to the power. 
Interestingly, Will, uh, one of there's a few songwriters listed on this one, and that's because a lot of the kind of um, old, really like old school, and again, kind of the organs and some of the old sounds on this um, com- coming from samples uh, from even from like the 50s and things like that. But one of the key songwriters on this song is Johnny Coffer, and as well as working on this, <laughs> <laughs> and he has worked on a whole host of things, including All Saints, This Is a War, a wonderful track from one of their Oh, I love that song. It's great, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and also, Leaky Lee's Utopia. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Track by Track. Leaky Lee. There's a few people I haven't mentioned this episode, and I don't think I will, but lovely to talk about Leaky Lee. But we talked about uh, uh, seeing her live instead of seeing her at Glastonbury. Of course, this album came a few years afterwards, and I really wish uh, the tour that followed this album was the Formation World Tour, uh, and I think this was a real moment of the tour. I would love to see Beyonce performing this one live. Or to turn back time and go to the Formation Tour. Whichever if I could turn back time. Beyonce and Cher. And Liza. Oh. Produced oh. by... No, don't say the name. Don't say it on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Track number 11 now. And this is All Night. Get up and rub up and fill up. So that was all night. Well, I'm going to say it. This is my favourite song on the album. Is it really? Not only that, this is one of my favourite Beyonce songs ever. If not, maybe the favourite Beyonce song ever. It's also one of my favourite and most played songs of the last five years. Bloody hell, Dan. I didn't never knew, never knew you cared. <laughs> People who listen to this podcast know that more often than not, you and I like something with a bit more of a beat, with a bit more of a, uh, electro production, but just something about the sound of this song and the everything about it the call and response of the vocal and the verses her her really airy vocal on and the simplicity of the chorus the horns the kind of reggae beat and 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 the vocal and the sorry lyrics as well um it i just think it is wonderful beautiful uh great that's so late in the album as well we're getting another different sound something that's a bit more reggae reggae <laughs> And this one, it's Diplo again working on this one. I think great to hear him uh, bringing a new sound uh, to what he's kind of the sound that he had in the album before. You've also got, am I going to say the name right? Ilse Juba? Wouldn't be Isla, would it? It wouldn't be like some Gaelic spelling of Isla or something like that. Ilse. Ilse Love. Yeah. You're right, Elsie Love. (laughs) And she has worked on uh, various things, but I think most notably, and one of our favourites, Mark Ronson's Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do a bad impression of that. Uh, but Dan, I know you're a big fan. I like it. I think it's a great track. Not one of my favourites on the album. I would definitely prefer Six Inches and uh, a couple of the earlier tracks. <laughs> no surprises there. 
Also, this one has uh, a sample, um, which I just want to say the name of this song. It has a sample of Outkast's Spotty Otty Doppelicious. Isn't that what I used to call you in uh, secondary school? <laughs> um, and, of course, I talked about loving the lyrics. This is about, like you said, the album is a journey, and this is about the forgiveness. Uh, and there's a lovely line that says, they say true love is the greatest weapon to end the war caused by pain. Or is it pain caused by war? Either way, it's beautiful. I think it's probably pain caused by war. Yeah. Anyway, let us know at Track by Track UK if you Beyonce, can say if you are listening. <laughs> she loves a podcast, especially music commentary, uh, with two men from England. Uh, and she was a big fan of the Gina G episode, wasn't she? She loved a bit of Gina G, especially because she'd never heard the radio version of Give Me Some Love before. I can't believe she hadn't heard it, but... What a treat to know that we brought that gift to her ears. That's the power of track by track. The song Sitch Six Inch was inspired by Ooh Ah Just a Little Bit. A little bit more. <laughs> so track number 12 now, please. No. <laughs> Here you go. So track number 12 now, and this is... I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. So the last song proper on the album there, Formation. This album is not going out with a whimper or, you know, it, it could quite easily go out with a ballad because of some of the themes touched on, on the album. But no, it's going out with this incredible, um, again, an, an electro R&B sound, but actually something completely new for the album as well. It's electronic. It's a bit sort of trappy as well. And uh, also... I'm jumping, but the single artwork is brilliant. Uh, Beyonce is leaning out the front window of a pickup truck and her lovely long hair is dangling down. Again, iconic image with formation written across. Single watch, single artwork there. Oh, just one. Just one for today, kids. But this is a great way to bring the album to a close, isn't it? It is. And this uh, it brings the album to a close, but this was the lead single from the album. And this song did so well. It was uh, rated on, on loads of um, end of year lists. It was named as one of the best songs. It was the most Googled song of 2016. As I said before, it was the name of the tour, the Formation tour, but also some of the accolades that this song won. Uh, at the MTV Video Music Awards, it got Video of the Year, Best Direction, Best Pop Video, Best Cinematography, Best Editing and Best Choreography. At the Soul Train Music Awards, it won two awards. At the UK Music Awards, it won an award. At the Grammys, it got Best Music Video. At the One Show Awards and the Webby Awards and the BET Awards. The One Show Awards? Uh, is it that one show? No, I don't think it is that one show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to double check. It, it also won Best in Show at Crufts. <laughs> it, it, it could have done. It did. I've never seen a, a song or a video get so many awards. Um, but yeah, deserved. 
So just a word on the album performance before we go into further listening. And I have to say, universally, critically acclaimed. We are talking four out of five from Enemy, five out of five from Rolling Stone. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A. The Guardian gave it four out of five. Just huge praise for it. Uh, and just uh, genuinely imperious, uh, Alex Petridis in The Guardian said as well. So, you know, it's just uh, regarded as one of her best and way up there. And in terms of performance, uh, it did suitably well as well. So it got to number one and in the UK and US album charts and top 10, if not number one and top five across the rest of the world. Huge success. Well done, Beyonce. Lovey. Well done, Lovey. I think that is probably the biggest accolade that she could ask for. You and I just wishing her well and congratulating her. So, Dan, what are we doing for further listening with Beyonce? Because we could go anywhere with it. We could go anywhere. And I think, you know, if if I was to draw one teeny tiny criticism from the album, we don't have any B-sides. We don't have any remixes. We're quite uh, limited to what we have from Lemonade. But the likelihood is we are going to come back to uh, some of Beyonce's other albums at some point. So... Rather than spoiling ourselves for some of those, we are going to take the theme of collaboration on this album and choose some other wonderful Beyonce collaborations. Uh, and Will, I would love for you to go first. Ah, oh, thank you, Dan. So I have probably taken a very predictable route with this and I've gone for an absolute banger. Beautiful Liar with Shakira Shakira. It's Beyonce Beyonce and this is the Freemasons Radio Edit. So that was Beautiful Life, Beyonce and Shakira with the Freemasons on the remix. I have had many a happy hour dancing to that song. And not just at home. Oh, where else, Will? Uh, the Church Hall, Sainsbury's, uh, <laughs> Screwfix, uh, Asda. Asda FM. Uh, the swimming baths, uh, the gym, uh, the football stadium. What were you doing there? Just had to drop something off. <laughs> um so yeah it's a classic love it do you like it dan it's great yeah and i do likewise i do prefer this freemason freemasons freemasons version of the song i think you know when we first heard that beyonce and shakira were going to do a song together the the expectations were high and for me the original version just wasn't quite there um but yeah this is a banger would you believe me will if i said that this song turns 15 next year Bugger off. No. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, so let's head on to you, Dan. I have gone for a song that was released just a year before Lemonade. Uh, this is Naughty Boy featuring Beyonce. And this is Running. Don't 
So running there featuring Beyonce and Arrow Benjamin. I shouldn't leave him out. Um, a wonderful, a phenomenal track. The thing that I really love about this, Will, is that when I heard about this song coming out, I was blown away because I don't think I knew too much about Naughty Boy at the time. So the fact that Beyonce was He's appearing... been very naughty. He's a very naughty boy. He was a very naughty boy because... Well, is it naughty or is it lucky? I mean, I couldn't believe that Beyonce was a featured artist on this song because prior to this, he'd had that huge hit, La La La, with Sam Smith, but no other massive hits. Um, and I also love the fact that um, Naughty Boy got his career going by winning 44 grand on Deal or No Deal and building a studio uh, in his, I think it was a shed in his parents' garden even. But Will, why do you think to run in? Uh, it's a bit Emily Sanday, if you don't mind me saying well, uh, Naughty Boy did produce a lot of Emily Sanday stuff, so perhaps this was leftover. I think Beyonce just had the leftovers. He had, he had she had Naughty Boy's leftovers in that shed. <laughs> so he was a naughty boy, and she was a dirty girl. <laughs> and I'm sure she wouldn't mind you saying that. Well. <laughs> no, in fact, Emily Sanday was a dirty girl. Wasn't she eating pasta out of the drain or something? Really? Have you ever seen that headline? Apparently, yeah, as a child, she'd eat spaghetti out of a drain. Around the back of Pizza Hut. Her own house, I think, which begs the question, why was the pasta in the drain? But uh, that's a, Maybe that's they a... didn't have a colander. Maybe they didn't have a colander. <laughs> Maybe. We're out of time on Beyonce's Lemonade. So please do... I mean, we said before, there's so much to talk about with this album, with the video, with everything. Let us know what you thought. Let us know anything that we missed out at Track by Track UK. And do take a moment to give us a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. And Will, you know I don't like to give too much away, but all I will say is, if you want to hear us talking about Beyonce before she was a solo artist, do keep listening to Track by Track. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's actually coming up next week? So next week, do you want it to be really vague? Yes, because you could very easily fall down here. Right, really, really vague. Not giving too much away. Uh, We are talking about a seven-piece pop band. (laughs) (laughs) Not vague enough? No! (laughs) (laughs) To say anything more would be a waste of time. Anyway, so... (laughs) Until next time... I've been Naughty Boy. And I've been a Dirty Girl. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. So, Dan, track five now. And this is what you said. No, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, this... Oh, no. (laughs) I'm ready. So <laughs> 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 <laughs>